The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Good afternoon, everybody. You have been really salty today. Well, I've not been yes, salty. Yes, you have, and I want to know why. Why like, are you what? saying I've been salty? Yeah, you've been salty. Like, I mean, overdosed on McDonald's fries, salty. Bad. I come in, I go to your cubicle, you give me this glare, and then you boot me out of my office. Okay, well, if you just walk you just into my little no. area and just stand there and stare at me. Oh, and you haven't that done announcing that before. You haven't walked into the newsroom. It's a little awkward. And then they said, hey, psst, Rod, turn around, look at AJ. You haven't done that? No? Because I remember feeling very awkward at times. And then you boot me out of my office today and you tell me that I'm moving, all right? And you're putting me into a freaking corner alone in my own little world, like Siberia, okay? So everyone's like in, you know, Brazil, Jamaica, Bahamas, and then I'm in Siberia. No one's going to say hi to me. Yep. No one's going to talk to me. That's probably a good thing to some degree. <laughs> I just want to know, are you okay? Are we're, we okay? We're, I feel we're, like we're kind of reshuffling the deck around what, here. What's, what's going on? Are you okay? We have some uh, moving going on. We do. We have some moving going on. We have some and new I, people. And then you were just we're but, adding but to the staff. But it was the, the way your tone of voice was reflecting that, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to move you out and boot you out of here. Oh, we cannot wait to do it. I'm so excited. Monday could not come soon enough to see you have to transition to a dark corner where nobody will talk to you. You sounded we're thrilled. Adding and some I was, new people. It's I an was exciting very time upset of as I tried here. to edit my language for Cash the sake Valley of Media children Group. listening and individuals who are younger than 18? Younger than 18 listening to us. I am trying to keep this clean, but I am and I'm PO'd. Just, you know, we're just trying to maximize people and where they should be. Maximize people? Right. For their full potential and how they contribute. Rod is full max. Or distract. You seen that guy lately? From others. Distract from others? Rod distracts me. Hey, I tried to call your dad today. Good for you. How'd it go? Couldn't get a hold of him. Well, I haven't been able to get a hold of him for three years, so congratulations. I shouldn't make fun of Rod. I like Rod. Yeah, why well, you always going to bag you know, on Rod? Here, okay, because you, you team him up with you to freaking bash on me, so why do you think? I did not bash yes, on you, you did. today. You did it. Yes, you did. You teamed him up with you, and you did the tag team. <laughs> And you, went after me. You were the one it was climbing around match. all the tables and. No, I was trying to help you in you a project. To jump you down told me to clear us. out the cupboards, and I did. By the way, there were some really good books in there. We should read them. <laughs> the uh, "Lose Weight to Help Your Life" one is really life changing. And a library of. I'm on page 26 to keep you busy of uh, for the weekend. Page 26 talks about starving yourself to death practically, which is my native culture. So I'm kind of used to it, but it's worked. I've lost seven pounds in the last week and a half. But you haven't noticed, and you don't care, along with my new haircut that I got that you never noticed as well, which made me feel really bad. So thank you. Thank you for caring about me outside of the mic. You got a new haircut? When did that happen? 
It's always looked that way. It has not always looked this way. I, dude, you got a new style. It was just more get floppy, it trimmed. Like it's like Adam. Like you ever seen Adam's like hair? Like like One Direction crap, right? I decided to get away from One Direction and just go more classy. And you don't even care. It's it's great. I I can't imagine. Poor Mrs. Franson. Like when she gets her hair done, you know, and she says, "Hey, honey, how are you? Great. How are you? Good." And she's standing like right in front of you, trying to like get you to notice her hair. Can you can I help you or can you move out of the way so I can see what's going on in the game right now? Yeah, if you can move to your left, please. Thank you. I can just only see how it happens. Speaking of moving, speaking of tension, speaking of anger, speaking of reshuffling the deck. We may need to get Dr. Phil into the jazz offices immediately. Calling Dr. Phil. Uh, all hell is broken loose at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Oh, I would know if I'd say that. Yes. Give how else do you explain this joke of a show? So, Explain that to me. Here's here's what's gone on. Earlier today. Okay, yeah. Well, when you have to explain it, ask yourself, is this not like panic mode? Go ahead. Okay, so earlier today, the Utah Jazz announced they're making a roster change. That Mike Connolly will come off the bench and Royce O'Neal will be in the starting lineup, along with Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert. And uh, apparently they, they told the players this. And then after practice, they come back and say, nope, Mike Connolly will still be a starter. Royce O'Neal will be a starter. Joe Ingles will be the one coming off the bench. So within the last hour, hour and a half, it's been a lot of back and forth and trying to figure out what exactly is going on with that Utah Jazz locker room. So let's break this down, okay? One thing at a time. Let's start with the Jazz right now. Four in their last uh, four and eight, I believe. They just lost three in a row now to the Suns, or excuse me, to the Spurs, Rockets, and Suns. They got to play a very um, on-fire Boston Celtics team led by Jason Tatum right now who's making a role or at least a chase for at least be player of the year, at least in the candidate race for it. And you face them tonight at your house, which really hasn't seemed to matter. Take that with that losing streak and the fact that Rudy Gobert is clearly frustrated with the way things are being ran defensively, more specifically with the backcourt and Donovan Mitchell, Bonyanovich, whatever the heck his name is, and uh, Joe Ingles not being able to guard a chair. And then with that, you have Quinn Snyder coming out, or at least the information's leaked out that Mike Conley wasn't going to start. Then within the same hour that it leaks out, um, in fact, I think it was Adam the intern and uh, Creed, the old guy. What's his name? Um, not sports guy, but uh, Jeopardy dude. Sean? Yeah, him. So he comes over and he's all like, yeah, so Joe Ingles. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about, dude? Tony Jones reported that Mike Conley is sitting. I trust tr- Tony Jones more than I trust the Bleacher Report. Okay, the Bleacher Report is too busy fawning over LeBron James versus Zion Williams with 17 straight Twitter posts last night, by the way, if you didn't count. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's supposed to be Mike Conley sitting. And then within that same hour, they flip-flop and they decide Joe Ingles is going to sit. This doesn't like make you take a sledgehammer to a red panic button. None of this does. Because if it doesn't, then you're the most calm person in the world. I'd love to sit, stand next to you in the middle of a tornado. The Jazz have lost four of their last eight. That's one red flag. And so there there clearly needed to be something done because the last three games, they just haven't been in the same 
Not even league as it needs to be oh, defensively. Yeah. No, not even close. So something needed to change. Going out and find somebody. Just the trade deadline has passed. The the buyout market just really not much there. So what the Jazz had to do was fundamentally inside and what the how to fix their 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 roster or their mentality. It's all internal. So them switching up the lineup, I not surprised at all. But to announce it was going to change and then an hour later announce it's changing again just seems a little weird. Okay, yeah, so how, how does that happen? How in the world do we go from I don't from know that I'm running up red guard? flags. I just think it's a little weird. How is that not weird. a red flag, man? You just said you're going to bench your starting point guard and it's leaked out and then all of a sudden it's, no, we're not actually benching him. We decide we're going to bench Joe Ingles. Like, what was the conversation in the locker room with Quinn Snyder? Hey, everybody, by the way, let's go ahead and just get through business before we get to practice. Uh, Conley, you're going to be sitting now and coming off the bench. Let know you'll be starting. Great. Sounds great. Everyone good? Good. Mike Conley, uh, excuse me here. I, uh, I'm making about $34.25 million and uh, maybe $26.5 extra if I play 54-plus games. So, uh, no, I'm not sitting. Okay, well, okay, okay, I understand, Mike. Uh, Joe, Joe, you know what? That was a mistake. I meant Joe, Joe, you're sitting. Just kidding, Joe. Huh. You like that, Mike? Funny, huh? What if Joe Ingles said, you know what? Like, I think um, it's better if we have two ball handlers out there. Uh, mate, I would not like I'll to come sit. off the bench. Uh, what if it's Joe saying, Joe's look, not- let me come off the bench. Yeah, so then Joe's like, hey, by the way, you know what? You're right, Mike Conley. Even though you are the most weakest link on our basketball team, no, wait, weakest link on the court, I'll go ahead and sit for us even though – my stats per possession, per defensive rating is better when I'm on the floor. Yes, Mr. 34.2 million. Let me sit for you so that you and your agent can be just so happy killing our basketball team and letting So you're us insinuating that Mike Connolly enlisted the help of his agent to put yes. the kibosh on Yes, this. absolutely. I bet you Mike Connolly called his agent, was upset. His agent then got into the middle of the business. Something squirmy happened, and then all of a sudden they came back and said, you know what, Joe, you're actually going to sit. Joe can't be thrilled about sitting. There's no way that Joe's like, oh, great, I get to sit would, the bench. Why would Quinn Wonderful. Snyder and the Utah Jazz organization capitulate to an agent like that? Well, they already have, right, because they wanted Mike Conley. They gave up so much to get him for a guy who's been as worthless as Well, they didn't do Dante that because he, his agent asked who's him to bigger, do that. Look, who's a bigger mistake that we got? Dante Exum or Mike Conley? I'm going there. Who's a bigger mistake? Trey Burke or Mike Conley? Trey Burke. Mike Conley. Because of the money that we're actually giving to him to suck this bad. I'd rather take Adam the intern who averages four points for a team that scores 25 per game on his church ball squad over Mike Conley right now. I'd rather pay that guy 10 bucks an hour than give Mike Conley $34.2 million to watch. How many games has Mike Conley played? Enough that he should be well into the system. And how many of those games has he been healthy? And, and a non-minutes restriction. Then wh- this is Dante Exum all over again. Well, injuries can happen to anyone at any time. Yeah, but this guy was Mike Connolly has historically he been a pretty good player. His basketball team to a higher level, like the Western Conference Finals. Right now, we are a first-round playoff exit basketball team. You can't always foresee injuries, Ajay. You already knew he was unhealthy coming off from Memphis. He was never ever fully healthy. Check when the last time he played eighty-two games was. Check the last time he played 82 games in a season consecutively. The guy is like, he's, and then the fact that when he came in, and I think it was two weeks ago that he said this, maybe a week ago he talked about this, how Coach Snyder's system takes getting used to. 
that it's harder than it looks. That's a problem. How come a starting point guard who's been in the league for over 12 years can't pick up a system? And by the way, is getting absolutely thrashed on defense where Devin Booker or uh, DeAndre Ayton is like aiming for him to guard. People are picking on Mike Conley right now. In fact, you know what? Forget that. Scratch it. People are picking anybody on the backcourt of the Utah Jazz right now to go after. And Rudy Gobert is being left to fend for himself. And the, and the numbers don't look good right now. And I feel bad for Rudy Gobert because it's not his fault. It's the backcourt's fault. It's Donovan Mitchell's fault. About Donovan's fault, Ingles' fault, and of course Mike Conley. I think there are a couple of different things at play here. I think that we have to give Quinn Snyder and the Jazz organization, their Jazz brass, some credit saying, look, you know what? Um, we are committed to trying to make this work. We think that he's going to help this team. We need an extra ball handler out there. And look, he's only played maybe 30 games. Listen to me here. I'm Hold trying on. to. I'm Listen trying to, to me. Serious, maybe but... he's only played 30 games, 36 games. And so it's it takes some time for him to acclimate to where they oh need him to be. Gosh, Rather, there's a, there's been enough time this past that he should be acclimated. I get that, but they're committed to having him in the mix there. So there's multiple ball handlers that teams have to respect offensively. He was starting to be better going to the All Star break. He was being that player that we all wanted him to be. Since the break, he's only played two of the three games, but it's not all on Mike Conley. I think they're looking at multiple things here. It's not just Mike Connolly. What's our bench situation look like? Do we have enough defensive oh, presence? Oh, so now we're going back with- to blaming the bench, even though Jordan Clarkson has been this, like, everyone loves the bench now because Jordan Clarkson's a part What of is it. that defensive presence in the post? That still doesn't really exist. But here's the problem, is that you're paying a guy $34.2 million to play how many games and be a liability every time he's on the court. But you know he's a great basketball player, AJ. No, he was a great basketball player. Not anymore. So he's a good basketball player. I put him in the same rank. Honestly, right now, based on numbers, based on splits, based on uh, per averages, I put him in the same rank as Devin Booker. <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. Like I just, I mean, it looks bad. These numbers are atrocious. Oh. But look, earlier in the year, Connolly was starting. Joe Ingles came off the bench. At that time, there was no other help coming off the bench. Things have changed. Jordan Clarkson's in the mix there. I actually I like this move. The thing that it does have a there is a, a problem is that your 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 guards, your starting guards, are small. Both of them are small. And. Mike Connolly can only have one defensive assignment, and that is an opposing point guard who might be, who probably is going to be a little bit bigger than he is. Donovan Mitchell can defend multiple positions. Royce can defend multiple positions. Joe can defend multiple positions. Even Jordan Clarkson can defend multiple positions. But that is a problem. Utah, okay, this is from Andy Bailey, Mr. Stat Manatic. Utah is plus 5-9 points per 100 possessions when Joe Ingles is on the floor and minus 1.1 when he's off. Utah is plus 0.4 points per one in possessions when Mike Conley's on the floor, plus five points 
when he's off. Inkle is the starter, 11.2 points, 6 assists, 61 uh, true shooting percentage. Ingles is a reserve, 7.5 points, 3 assists, 49.6 true shooting percentage. Numbers speak for themselves. Ingles should be starting. Bench no, somebody they else. They don't, like- Ajay, because that time when Ingles was coming off the bench was when there was no other bench help. Ingles was out there alone. Okay, they had so- nobody else out there that could help him. They knew how to make a shot. Things are totally different now. Are they totally different? Because it still looks like the same lackluster jazz team that we saw the first of the year. I mean, really, like, okay, so wait, if Joe comes off the bench now and still, I mean, squeaks by his 7.5, and 49%, are we blaming Joe now? Are we blaming Joe that he's not doing enough coming no, off the bench? No, you want to blame individual players. I I'm saying there's a system. I want to blame the guy that we paid the most money to. There's more at play here than just one player who earns a big paycheck. Dennis Lindsay continues to spend money where money doesn't need to be spent. The $33.3 million exception that, by the way, we gave they, to him. You can't just get out an eraser and make it go away, Exum. Well, then learn from your lessons and don't give Mike Conley that money. You tell Mike Conley. going to withhold this paycheck unless, now through the end yeah, of the year? You do, no, you tell him before you sign him, look, Mike, we want you to be on our basketball team, but we want you to prove that you're worth this money. You find a way to split that contract in half and say, look, you want this bonus of 54-plus games. We got to know that you're healthy enough to even get us through 30 at a productive rate. We hadn't even got that. We hadn't even got that from Mike Conley. This is the most underrated, or excuse me, overrated signee that we've had since Dante Exum. Well, this certainly is, he has not produced that would match no, the level of what they're paying him. I no, totally agree with you. With absolutely. So why totally are we starting him? If he's not producing at the rate that we need him to to be a playoff contending team, why are we starting him and benching a guy who's actually better when he's a starter on the floor with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Bodjanovic? Joe Ingles and Gobert run a pick and roll, man, with Gobert on the floor better than anybody else. Like, I mean, and Joe Ingles on the floor with leadership and defensive presence is better than Mike Conley being there and getting burnt by Devin Booker or by like 54 year old Tony Parker. Like, it's bad. And this is, I mean, and, and the fact that, like, this situation goes from, yeah, Conley sitting to Joe sitting tells you that there are serious problems going on in that locker room. Has to be. I don't know how well, else you explain I this. I think there's clear there's there's discontent. I mean, the, no one in that locker room is happy with where things are right now. And I don't think that's a secret to anybody. Uh, Rudy Gobert had some pretty pointed things to say in a recent article on ESPN. Um, just saying they've lost their edge. Basically, he said, when we started to become very good offensively this year, our focus, our focus kind of shifted. It's almost like we let our defense slide. I think it's natural as humans, when things go well, we're not as hard on ourselves. We're winning, so we just keep doing what we're doing, and that edge just slowly goes away. Uh, he also said, I feel like it's not in our DNA yet to be dogs defensively as a team. It's in the program's DNA, but we don't come out every night thinking, I'm going to be physical. I'm going to make things hard for the other guy. We need that dog mentality. And was it was it Bogdanovich that said, uh, we're worrying about other bleep? That's not good. I'm glad he spoke out. I'm glad he was bold. And I think what Joe Ingles was sitting next to him and he said, can I just use that as my quote as well? <laughs> 
Is there distraction amongst the players? Rudy Gobert is obviously, look, he's, in fact, Dan Clayton, our very own Dan Clayton, who we love to death, had on our show numerous times and will again. Um, he he brought it up, or maybe it was Ben Dowsett, and I think Dan Clayton added on to it, that Rudy Gobert, there's videos of Rudy Gobert playing defense in the last three games. And I think every clip showed a third quarter or later, and every single one of them, Rudy Gobert just quit trying. Like defensively, like would watch Donovan, Mike, Adjanovic, Ingles, Elmo, Cookie Monster get burnt, and then he was left to like defend for himself on the other end, uh, you know, sitting underneath the rim and getting dunked on. And I, I think Rudy Gobert is, is upset. He's frustrated by this. He's frustrated. He's the only guy out As there still trying. Thank you. I, I agree. And so I actually think part of the blame needs to be more, like I've said, I think it's not one player. I think it's systematic. I think there's a lot of players involved here, something that needs to be addressed. Maybe it's something with the – Quinn Snyder is losing the locker room a little bit right that's, now. But I want to get to Donovan please, Mitchell. Please, that's my next topic there. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell needs to shoulder some of this as well. Sure. Uh, here's something that he said. He says, we can't put everything on big boy down there. We've got to be able to contain the ball, be able to communicate. We have spurts for sure, but we have to be able to put a whole game together on a consistent basis. And well, that's wonderful. He, I'm so glad you said that. He has struggled. Wow. He's Great had a, a lot wisdom. of games where he has just had just silly turnovers, unfocused turnovers. Yeah, dude. He's, and he's, he's let guys he's on the just perimeter as much get a by. Him. The problem. Yeah, absolutely. Here's my question, though Quinn Snyder, like, how hot is his seat right now? I mean, we're in a situation like this today where Utah Jazz look like the butt of the joke, you know, look like the clown right now in the NBA. They really do. At this very this very moment, they do. I mean, the Knicks are a crap show, no doubt. Absolutely could not agree more. The Golden State Warriors are in this. Let's just build for next year and reload, relock, and fire away. Um, but this is, this is bad. Really, really bad. And Quinn Snyder at some point has got to figure it out or else he's going to be looking for another job. Probably by the end of the year. Well, no, at, after the end of the year. He'd get through this year for sure. I know there's an extension that was signed, what, a year? Maybe it was this past just before the season. But, if I mean, if this is, if this is the kind of content we're going to be getting for that, it, it's not, it's not going to pass. Not with not with the state of Utah as passionate about jazz basketball as they are. Uh, they've they've got to rediscover that defensive identity. It's just it's not there. They they traded the defensive heart and soul outside of well, I could say Rudy Gobert is a heart and soul. But Jay but Crowder, they, did, they they traded away the defensive appendages to that yeah. that help support That's a good Rudy. word to use. That's a really good word to use. And in, in exchange for offense. And it's, and it's suffering. You can tell. I think it was, was it maybe you or Adam might have even told me this, but like when you're the Jazz and you're scoring 112 points a game, that's wonderful. The problem is you're giving up 120 points a game. That's not good. So the, is it the Jazz are a very average defensive team right now. Uh, but, and, and the problem is, is that last year we were a good defensive team. Minus a right. Houston series in the first round where they did whatever they wanted to whenever they wanted to. They were a good defensive team that they just were, didn't quite have enough offensive But punch. they had the, the, the little uh, 
like the fire, right? I mean, Jay Crowder would not be afraid to go and, you know, put an elbow into James Harden's ribs. And Favors was a rim protector. Oh, Favors was great. I'm, I cannot tell you enough how much I miss Derek Favors right now. Because Tony Bradley's still wearing diapers, and Ed Davis is like in some faraway asylum. We can't find him. We, we have no idea where the Ed Davis that we signed is, is gone. He's in retirement. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, this is the issue. This is bad. And uh, tonight's going to tell you a whole lot where this team actually stands. Is there that, hey, this team's falling apart, watch them melt and being in a dumpster fire and they can't figure it out, and they say, okay, we're going to come out and we're going to prove everybody wrong. Or is it, you know what, let's just see how this works. And if it doesn't work, we'll just go ahead and get into a big Royal Rumble fight in the locker room after. It, to some degree, it reminds me of, of some teams in the past that we've seen other, other teams and other franchises. They were so good offensively that they would kind of be lackadaisical thinking, well, yeah. at some point here, we'll just turn it on yeah. and we'll pour it on and we'll overwhelm our opponents. And a lot of times they would do that and it would work. But on the times where it just really couldn't get going, they would get beat and they'd get beat back. And you know who got burnt the most on that? 07 Mavericks when they got absolutely boat raced by the Golden State Warriors in the first round. And then the Golden State Warriors got beat by the Jazz there in, in six or seven games. And then, of course, the L.A. Lakers in 2004 when they traded for when they got Carmelo Malone as a free agent, and then they got Gary Payton as well. They had all this offense, but then they go meet the Detroit Pistons, bad boys number two, and they get flattened in four games to one. Or is it four games none? I can't remember if they got swept or not, that Lakers team in 04 in the NBA Finals. Two offensive weapons who could score at will but couldn't guard anybody for the life of them. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. And by the way... You'll get punished more in this day and age with that kind of offense or with that kind of regime of basketball than you would have back then. Back then, you maybe would have got away with it. Then, here and now, the way the, the basketball moves and the way the shot percentages have just skyrocketed from the perimeter and three-point line, no chance. Absolutely no chance, man. I think the Jazz will be up tonight. They, they, they're frustrated, but it's also Gordon Hayward in town. It's Ennis Cantor in town. Oh, Enos is on the team, huh? Mr. Right. I Hate Mountains. <laughs> so, Oh, that's right. I forgot so about I, that. I anticipate the Jazz will be on point tonight. Dude, I hate Enos. Like, look, I don't like James Harden, and I can't stand Draymond Green, but Enos Cantor, like, I want to go, like, put my fist through a window. Bare fist. Just punch a fit, like, punch a window as hard as I possibly can. That sounds like that would hurt. Yes, exactly. But that's what Indus Cantor makes me want to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to take a time out here on the Full Court Press. Let's do game time with Gabby. I was on fire last week. I was. You did well last week. I was on fire. You did well. I did not do so well. I rocked the ship. Wait, time out. No, I did. Re- you did. Wait, you did what? I. I rocked. Uh, I did good. <laughs> Game time with Gabby coming up next for the Full Court Press. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cowherd. Belichick would prefer to keep Tom Brady for this year. Now, prefer is not the most loving compliment to play to your franchise quarterback, but Brady's 43. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, when I'm 83, which is like quarterback dog years, blah, 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 at 83, my wife would prefer me to be around, but she's probably done tolerating most of my nonsense. Colin Cowherd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
You spent so much time wondering about your future, and then it just clicked. It's what you've always wanted to do, and now you get to do what you love and be a part of something special thanks to New Horizons Beauty College. You get to express yourself and challenge the artist inside of you while helping others feel beautiful. You'll say you definitely made the right choice. Your beautiful career starts at New Horizons Beauty College. Apply today. Call 435-752-9779. Bye, George! Daryl's Appliance present day sale is a great time to buy appliances. This is Jay at Daryl's Appliance. You can get presidential savings with an extra 30% off select Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in stock. Scratch and dance always in stock and up to 40% off. Interest-free financing available. Stop in to check out the presidential savings in store on Whirlpool and KitchenAid appliances. Hurry! This sale ends soon. Daryl's West on Airport Road open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Is your CPAP mask old and nasty? Is it held together by duct tape? You'd be surprised how many are. CPAP masks are designed to be changed out and updated to accommodate your needs once every three to four months. The most insurance companies will cover your resupply costs. CPAP masks are always improving, and Alpine can provide you with the most comfortable and innovative masks in the industry. So call or come in today for a one-on-one appointment with us, and we'll set up your customized resupply program. Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I swear, if this is... Don't you dare. Uh, you have that mischievous grin on you, Eric. <laughs> you know... No. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't you dare. I know what you're thinking about. Full court press, Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Utah Jazz taking on the Boston Celtics tonight. We'll have full play-by-play here on The Fan. The new home of the Utah Jazz and the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Pre-game starting at 6.50, tip-off at 7.00. Uh, new lineup, some drama around the lineup. We'll see if that uh, if it works later on this evening. All right, let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Do you want to act this uh, out with me later on today? Uh, of course I do. Yes. No. no. Well, you're, you're, is that your movie quiz? What? Yeah. You have okay. multiple voices. Well, I'm. I mean, I I, I could. Gabby said she'd love to help out, though. <laughs> uh, it's game time for Game Time with Gabby. I went uh, 13 and... Oh, wait, what was it? How many questions did you no, have last seven. I, I went six and one. N- n- no. No, you didn't. You, you weren't you went, that good. Yes, I was. No, no you only you got five right last time. You were... Yeah, it was more like five. It was five. There were a couple you that you s- didn't get. I think you guys split one. Yes. Well, then I got five and a half then. Fine. You got five and a half. And I swept his six six zero. So yeah, I uh, it's called Mamba mentality. 
brown mamba mm. mentality. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I think we're okay with this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. We're good. Good call. All right, game time with Gabby. What do you got for us, Gabby? All righty. First question. Who is the all-time highest scorer in the NBA? Like all-time? All-time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. How many do you think? Roughly. Oh, 33,000? It's 40,000. 38. Wow. 300. Good for you. You should know that by now. You've been alive longer. I don't know if that means anything. Okay. Question number two. What player has the most hits in MLB history? Most hits. Oh man, this is sad that I don't know this. Uh, Pete Rose. You know how many? Oh yeah, that's right. Five thousand. Oh, not that many. Four thousand two hundred fifty-six. I was gonna say four thousand. Oh, you were not gonna <laughs> say that. You're so full of it. I was gonna say four thousand. No, you weren't. Okay. <laughs> Question number three: How many NBA championships? Did Michael Jordan win with the Chicago Six. Bulls? Six. Okay. Guess what? What? First one, he beat Magic Johnson in the Lakers. Second one, he beat Clyde Drexler in the Blazers. Third one, he beat who? Uh, Gary Payton. Nope. Charles Barkley in the Suns. Fourth one, he oh, beat? That would have been... Fourth Gary one Payton. was Gary Payton. Fifth one, he beat the Jazz. Sixth one, he beat the Jazz again. That's right. Good. Good Aren't job. you proud of me? I, I, you're doing very good. I just felt that question was so easy that I should probably add on a little bit more. You know, I know oh. a lot about Michael Jordan. All right. We'll see. Oh, question, we'll see. question number four. <laughs> what player holds the best rookie passer rating in the entire history of NFL? Oh. Ooh, what rookie has the best passer rating? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, Is that in a season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sure. in a season, let's... Uh, Dan Marino. Patrick Mahomes. No. It's not Patrick Mahomes? No. It's not Dan Marino? No. No way. It's, uh, he had a perfect season his rookie year, didn't he? Wait, no, he didn't. I'm thinking of the... What the fuck? I'm thinking of the, the other Dolphins team for him. My bad. Oh, uh, he was a good quarterback. John Elway. Really? Uh, no. Who the fetch is it? Back... Prescott. Oh my gosh. What? The Dallas Cowboys. Dude, you want to talk about like who's more overrated, Mike Conley or Dak Prescott? It's getting pretty <laughs> close. Oh. Dak Prescott. Mike Conley. Okay, question number five. What is the name of the NFL player who legally changed his name to match his jersey number? Oh, Josinko. Chad oh, Johnson. Okay. Johnson. You know why? Yeah, 85. Um, someone came and visited him. Oh, he changed his name? Yeah. I freaking... I don't remember that story. It was in honor of the Hispanic Heritage Month. doesn't say. <laughs> Wait, never mind. That's not decided, what I was thinking. Yeah. Just decide and then finally legally changed it to 2008. Dude, that guy was on drugs. <laughs> like, he was a real He was missing a few dude. things. Yeah. Yeah. A few cards deck of a full deck. <laughs> and he played for the Bengals. That's the other problem. Okay. Question number six. Who was the last NHL player to leave the league without 
having used a helmet? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I'm not oh, even. We're tr- going way back. Yeah, I'm not even trying this one. Uh, Jim. Uh, uh, Jim Craig. No. He was the goalie for the U.S. hockey team. Um, John Boudreaux. No, no. no. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, who's the captain for the U- team USA team in 1980? Kvalkalchuk. Uh Frodo Baggins. No, just. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know this one. Freddy, what was his name? Ferondi. Fro- Not using a helmet, so that'd be eighties. Yeah, but that's why it was like Mike Ferondi or something. Who was it? Craig McTravis. Oh, I knew I had a Craig in it. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he, you did say that on the first time. Like, yeah, like the last. See, I know my hockey. Do you know when uh, he played? Yeah. Well, I mean, not the span of years, but yeah. He played in the 1980s. Yeah, the 80s. <laughs> you so did not know that. It, w- it was the 80s. But it was the uh, 80s. It was See, the 80s. it was the 80s. Uh, you just got lucky. Just can't just can't ever give me credit, can you? No. Can't ever just say it's I'm really hard. good at this it's, game. It's too hard. I beat you in Jeopardy with Creed, and I can't even get credit for that. All right, what's your next okay. question? Last question. Last question. Last question. Last question. Every year. Every year. Okay. <laughs> Every year in the NFL, MVP comes from the winning team. Who's the only one not from, from the losing team? Who's the only MVP from the losing team? An NFL Super Bowl MVP oh, from okay. the losing team. Sorry. Yeah, that one got me. That's what I said. No, no, you didn't say Super Kinda. Bowl. Kind of. Well. Y- you said NFL MVP. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Um, okay, okay, so a Super Bowl MVP who was on a losing team. Yeah. Uh, ooh, this could be good. It's it's way back when though. Um, you got to give me a minute here and think about this one. Stop it, Eric. Grow up. Grow. Thought maybe the music would help. Um, NFL. Losing team. So think about all the great. Wait, so an wait, an NFL player won an MVP off on a losing team mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl? Ah. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to think like who would a I mean Jackie Smith would have been the closest one for me against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't. Jeez, uh, I know, I know what's happened in the NBA Finals, but not in the NFL. Who is it? Chuck Howley, in 1971. Played for Dallas. They lost to the Colts. Yeah, they lost yeah. to the Colts, Super Bowl four. Really. So, well, but, but it hasn't what, happened since then. But you know why? It's because that game featured like six turnovers. I mean, it was a like a turnover mess. It was an ugly, ugly football game. Final score that game, six to three. Jim O'Brien kicked a game-winning field goal for the Colts to win it with no time left on the clock. So that's probably why a defensive player won it. But I, wow, no kidding. Okay. That's a great question. That's, that's good. good. That's really sad. Go back though. in the history books. 
that I, we didn't know who the leading passer in a rookie was. Like, it's crazy because I do better with the older questions than I do with the newer, modern questions. Yeah, right? I wouldn't think to think like, of a modern player. We didn't know player. that the assist leader, and, and Adam the intern probably would have laughed at us if he was here that day. When Who was the leading assist leader in 2017-18? It was a guy who had triple doubles every other night. And we were like, uh, Chris Paul, uh, Mike Conley, uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, uh, just bad. No, I was even trying to give it to you, too. And Wait, you did? Tried? I, I tried. Well, that was supposed to be an easy question. Because before that, she was you trying were to not, give us a layup. And you we, were not. We there was a lot of great point questions. guards back in that day in 2017 mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio, Mike Conley, according to Eric. Kyrie Irving, but of course the guy with the most triple doubles probably would have won it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> All right, Gabby. Hey, uh, you guys were completing your internship here uh, on Friday. Yes. Gosh, you guys are just growing up right in front of my eyes. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I'm not even gonna cry. I mean, you'll cry probably that day, but I'm gonna be like, you know what? Pat you on the back, send you out the door with a lollipop, and uh, good luck out there in the real world. I appreciate it. Thank you. How come I never get a lollipop? Eric. Or a pat on the back. Eric, because you don't even eat the freaking pick six gifts that I give you. Yes, I do. Have you ate that bag of Twizzlers yet? No, that's okay, being then. held we in reserve. Wrong. Remember the freaking Chips Ahoy cookies that I gave you that you left stale in there for a month and that I had to finish off because I was hungry? <laughs> you had, you wait, had that's you? what happened to yeah. those? Wait, oh, don't even act mad. You were not mad. You ate my you stuff. Them, you know, yeah, I ate your stuff because you were eating. You got it, it in so my I stash. I ate it for you, and you're welcome. Ate it for me. You're welcome. Okay, that, that'll count as my pick six gift for you for this week, then. You took care of my stuff before, so I don't need to get you something <laughs> this time. Oh, yeah, you still haven't given me my no, pick I, six gift. I haven't, I haven't paid up. I want my chocolate. Thanks, Gabby. Yeah. Thank you, Gabby. You're welcome. You're you're welcome. This is the Dan Patrick Show. If you got a chance to watch the Chiefs' victory parade, you probably noticed one player who was a little bit louder than everybody else, and that was tight end Travis Kelsey. He's become the unofficial party starter for the world champs, and he's reminiscent of Rob Gronkowski. You might call it the Gronk effect, and, and Kelsey and Gronk are actually the same exact age. It feels like the tight ends are trying to take over for wide receivers. Dan Patrick. And here they are. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Many Aggie fans like to go to the game. Some fans love to yell at the TV. And all fans like to wear a shirt or a jacket with their favorite team's logo. Aggie fans find the best selection of USU logo apparel at Locker 42. Find yourself an Aggie t-shirt for 10 bucks. Locker 42 features Aggie logoed hoodies, jackets, and golf shirts, and a hat wall with over 40 styles. Women's specific apparel, youth sizes for the junior Aggie, and toddler and infant Aggie items as well. Locker 42 is a store for Utah State fans by Utah State fans. And proud 
to be part of Aggie Nation. The Wood Stove Conversion Assistance Program is back in place for Cash Valley. Replace your old, outdated wood fireplace and get a rebate up to $3,800. Advanced Fireplace and Stove is an authorized vendor for this program. Let them help you navigate the program, and they suggest Quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. But you must hurry. Applications are limited. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. More information online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com or deq.utah.gov. Winter is no match for the all-new Victory Golf Works indoor virtual golf facility. Come in and sharpen your skills and improve your golf swing no matter how cold it is outside. Their TrackMan HD simulators are the most accurate available and allow you to play top courses, practice with reliable feedback, or play fun games with friends. Receive personal golf instruction and club fittings from PGA professional Tom Davidson. Victory Golf Works, now open in Logan, 1077 West, 130 South, Monday through Saturday, 10 till 8, Sunday by appointment. Visit VictoryGolfWorks.com. Do you need a new copier? Just Les Alts in it. Want award-winning service to back it up? Less Alts in it. How about computers and servers? Less Alts in it. Need IT services or help with your network? You guessed it, Less Alts in it. Did you know Les Olson Company has all kinds of technology to help your business win? Whatever technology your business needs, remember to just Les Olson it. Visit lessolson.com slash Les Olson IT. Les Olson Company. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Hey, did you hear about the announcement for the uh, L.A. Bowl that will feature the Mount West Conference? Did, I, did you see the video? Uh, yeah. Looks cool. It is awesome. It's um, really cool. The L.A. Bowl will feature Mountain West number one selection, which I guess would be the Mountain West champs, versus the Pac-12 fifth selection. Basically uh, the Las California. Vegas Bowl, but now moving to Los Angeles. So here's the thing. So It'll like, be in the new SoFi Arena, this new big billion-dollar arena. Yeah. That's going to be home with the Chargers and the Rams. So here's the thing: Do you feel like that's kind of a disadvantage for the, um, for the Mount West team? Like if it was Utah State, because if they play like, for example, UCLA, it's in their backyard, right? I mean, that's no, no, I don't, no. It's we, easy to get to. It's easy to travel to. Yeah, people throughout the Mountain West will be more than happy to go to Southern California. Yeah, in December. In December. Yes. Good. Uh, I. I don't think it matters. Cool. I uh, yes, there's a geographic advantage maybe for USC and UCLA. Yeah. But other than that, no. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it. That's where they're gonna have media day too. By the way, is in LA. It will no longer be in Las Vegas. Oh really? Yep. It'll be in LA for now on for football. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So uh, Craig will be traveling a little bit further west, which I don't think he's gonna complain about being in California instead of Las Vegas. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, it is time, Eric, uh, to do our favorite segment of the uh, of the of the week every week, especially when yours truly is in charge of it for the uh, day. We all know uh, that your acting skills are meh. My acting skills are wow. It's usually what I'm told from many uh, many of my kind um, that are around me that listen to our show faithfully. So, Eric, this movie is going to be an interesting one. Uh, are we ready for an intro? No. 
Okay. Well, I'll just continue to uh, nonchalant here. By the way, Adam the Intern is here. He'll be uh, joining Eric Frampton in the 5 o'clock hour. I will escape to uh, another important matter I need to attend to today. Um, but uh, this movie, is uh, this is a good one. Ooh, hold on. Did I? I threw the papers up when you told me about Mike Conley, and so I might have mixed this up a little bit. Hold on. Oh, fetch. Maybe I did. Let's see here. What the heck is this? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's Paramount. I remember that one. Okay. All right. I'm going to make sure I have all these in order. Do, 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 do. Okay. I think I do have them in order. I hope. Okay. <clears throat> you ready? Mad Dog Grimes is putting a beating on his spa uh, sparring partner. The obsequious nature of the entourage makes it clear that Mad Dog is somebody important. In the ring, the sparring partner takes a vicious spinning back fist to the chin. Goes down in a heap and doesn't get up. Colt Boyd, clearly in charge of the uh, sparring, throws up his hands as Mad Dog laughs. Mad Dog, where do you find these girls? Colt climbs into the ring and looks at the fallen fighter. Glances at Mad Dog. Colt, we got a tournament coming up. You're going to kill everyone in the burr. Looks at Fenroy, the, uh, the manager. Give me some ice and call that Puerto Rican kid, the one that fights out of the bottoms. If he's here in 20 minutes, he gets 200 bucks. Tommy comes in. Yo, I'll fight him. Colt turns around and looks at Tommy, as, uh, as does Mad Dog, who smiles down at him from inside the ring. Colt, hey, do me a favor, guy. Go back to your bag. We don't need anybody else getting hurt. Go ahead. Take a walk. Tommy walks back to his bag. Mad Dog smiles, looks at Tommy's outfit. Yo, ro yo Rock, what happened? You leave Mick and Polly at home today? Tommy stops, walks back to the ring as Fenroy approaches. Fenroy, who had just called that Puerto Rican, hey, his phone's disconnected. Then go through the list and get me Joe Bones. Tommy looks up at Cole. All I'm saying is if you need somebody to help you, I'm happy to keep your boy warm for you. Cole looks at Mad Dog. What do you think? Mad Dog's laying against the ropes. The Mohawk fighter looks at Tommy, shrugs. It's his funeral. Colt Boyd. You ever fought before? Tommy, yeah. Colt studies Tommy, sees he's serious, gives in. This guy signed a waiver? Fenroy, yeah, he's all good. Colt, what's your name? Tommy. You get turned up in here, it's on you, Tommy. Sure. No problem. All right. Come on in. Cold Boy waves Tommy into the ring. How, how many pages of dialogue do you have there? Shut up. I'm in the middle of it. I don't interrupt your movie quiz. Okay. Yeah. I was just in I, I was really in the zone, too. <laughs> Cold Boy waves Tommy into the ring. Mad Dog's entourage starts whispering amongst himself, snickering on what lays ahead and wait for Tommy as the fallen sparring partner is helped out of the ring. A trainer tapes Tommy's hands and gives him some MMA gloves. He slips them on. Then at the sound of the buzzer, he starts moving toward Mad Dog, who smirks at Tommy's aggression and then starts circling him. Tommy nails him with a front kick to the chest. A roundhouse to the groin. 
Grimes staggers back and shakes it off. Gonna be a hero? All right. He crouches down, gets serious. He throws a right, blocked. A leg kick, blocked. Tommy slaps his head with a jab. Then he does it again and again. Then he ducks it with a hard right, sending Mad Dog to the canvas to shock the to the shock of his entourage and Colt Boyd. Fenway looks up from his post and walks over to the ring. Within moments, everyone in the gym stops what they're doing. And he, as, uh, as they watch Tommy grab the back of Mad Dog's head, hauls it down and launches right knee, left knee, right knee, and left knee to the face. Tommy starts throwing Mad Dog around like a rag doll, striking him with vicious punches and kicks as Fenroy pulls out a cell phone and starts filming the action. As Colt Boyd screams at Mad Dog to cover up, Tommy shoves him against the ropes and blasts away. Tommy continues to pound as a full-fledged beating going on in there. Finally, he crushes Mad Dog with a vicious left hook and sends him sprawling through the ropes. Unconscious, he's knocked out. Silence in the gym. What the heck just happened here? The entourage rushes to the Mad Dog's aid, but he's out cold. Colt Boyd looks in disbelief as Tommy walks across the ring and approaches him. Goes into his left ear. You owe me 200 bucks. What's the movie? Uh, I don't know. Shame on you. It's a boxing movie. That's all I know. It's an MMA movie. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. There was some kicking going on. Yes, there was kicking. Did you hear the roundhouse to the groin? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, heard that one. Uh, since there was so much dialogue, we have to move some things around here. And I don't think we have time to play your audio. It's called Warrior. Starring Warrior? Tom Hardy. Yeah. It's when he fights. Uh, he ends up fighting against. Uh, uh, he's in MMA. He ends up fighting in the championship for the belt against his uh, estranged brother. When did this come out? I don't know, like two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Something like that. Oh. It's a good movie. You should check it out. Who stars in it? Tom Hardy and some other guys. <laughs> some other guy. <laughs> Tom Hardy, is he the guy that was uh, Bane, Batman? Uh, No, that was uh, uh, Bane was uh, Vin Diesel. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Tom Hardy was in Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Hardy was Spider-Man. Bane uh, was by uh, Vin Diesel. It's Tom Holland was Spider-Man. No. Tom Holland? There's no... That's... uh, And then uh, uh, the kid who played October Sky. Um, Jake uh, Gallagher or something like that. He... (laughs) Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's 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 in Spider-Man. He's... He's the other guy. He was in Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mysterio. Are we sure? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that was an interesting movie quiz. Yeah. Uh, that's probably sets a new record. For, I was trying to you give you a good hint. You had level of dialogue, not, and, and then you were like grateful. describing the, scre- the, the scene as it played out. Usually we just do dialogue, but you like had... This person goes over here, then this yeah. happens, and you used obsequious. And you still didn't even know. It was. No, it's, obs- no, it's obsessquish. Obsessquish. <laughs> yeah. Is it the, the distant cousin of Sasquatch? What? No, obsessquish. Do I need to define it for you? <laughs> I can read it in a sentence. Coming up next hour, we'll talk about the Utah State Aggies senior night for the Aggies. What a game for USU. And the. Uh, a lot of different people had some big moments in the game. We'll talk about that. 
We'll get more from the Utah Jazz. Mike Connolly did address the media today upon all this talk about changes at the lineups. So we'll hear from him. And we'll also preview what's going on tomorrow in the 4A basketball playoffs with both the boys and the girls. What do their opponents look like? When are the games going to be taking place? We'll run through all of that as well uh, to give you a preview of uh, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow down at the D-Event Center. Three boys teams, three girls teams. Could be a really exciting day for uh, for a lot of them and see if who's going to be able to advance to the semifinals and who has the best track to the championship. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. So, I, mean, I can't believe it's already almost uh, almost the end of the season. Unreal. That it just goes by so fast. Yeah, way too fast. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So, anyway, stay tuned for that. That's coming up uh, next hour here on the Full Court Press. Always, we'd love to hear from you if you want to weigh in on any of the topics, 435-339-0321. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL and the NFL Players Association seem to be on their way to ratifying a new collective bargaining agreement. On Tuesday night, the NFL Players Association reps voted 17-14 to 14 to send the proposal along to all the players for an electronic vote. If it passes, we'll have a 17-game schedule and expanded playoffs. We'll probably hear a lot of analysis on whether or not it's a good deal or not, but for the average fan, the details of the contract probably don't matter. The extra games will, and of course, that'll be a lot of fun. And wildcard weekend should be awesome. If there's any negative for the fan, it's probably that little seed of doubt about players' health. Maybe you don't care. Pro football players are well compensated. But we do make a pretty deep connection with these guys. Nobody wants to see them suffering long-term consequences. Hopefully, the league keeps on moving to make strides to make players safer. And the players won't regret adding a little more risk in a game that's already risky. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.